Mighty God, by the Spirit of the Lord, to take come in and make intercession.
who said, Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's all we're calling on. Let's call on him. Call on him. Call on him. Bless your Lord God. Bless your Jesus. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says the Father is looking for such that are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Bless your name, Jesus. Mighty God, come on, come on, come on. Come on, lift your voices up. Come on, lift your voices up. I've heard you be louder than that. Come on and call on the name of Jesus this morning. You don't have to understand why. Just know, just apply in obedience and call upon the name of the Lord. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't obey what's being said this morning, you're not going to reap the benefit of what God is doing. Bless your Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. It comes a time that we have to stop playing games. We have to stop playing church. Oh, my God. Bless you, Jesus. And it's pull down every stronghold. See, the stronghold is what keeps you from calling upon the name of the Lord. The stronghold is what causes you to clam up and not allow the Holy Ghost to flow. Not allow the Spirit of God to come into a session. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. We need the Holy Ghost today. We need the power of God dwelling in our lives. Thank you, Lord God. I know this is not the, 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 the format you normally listen to, but I need you to understand that we need God. We need the help of the Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. If you have the Holy Ghost, you ought to let God speak through you this morning. If you have the Holy Ghost, you ought to allow God to speak. Let the Spirit of the Lord take over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, as pastor, I'm going to tell you now that, that if the Spirit of the Lord cannot move in your life, if there's something to have you spiritually constipated, where the flow is not there, you got to cast it down. You got to bring it into subjection. It's time to let the Holy Ghost. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, you've got to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Bless your Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for blessing us to enter into your house of prayer once again. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for this service that is being heard live, that has been listened to near and far. Lord God, thank you, Lord God, for all those that are participating, all those that are calling upon your name right now. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord. You know what's on the horizon. Lord Jesus, you know, Lord, and understand all things, oh Lord God, much better than we do. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Savior. Oh, Lord God, we pray and call upon your name for you said that we shall be saved. Your name is a strong tower. Come on, don't stop calling on him. Your name is a strong tower. Lord God, and the righteous run into it and are safe. Lord God, we honor you right now, Savior. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray for our children. We pray, Lord God, for our households. 
Lord, that your spirit dwell, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we pray against every spirit that is not like you, Lord. Lord, that will try to attach itself to us, that will try to attach itself in the home, in the car, on the job. We pray against it, Lord God, to, that you would bring down, Lord, every stronghold. Lord God, let it be subjected unto you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we honor you today, Lord God. We honor you for your presence, Lord. Lord Jesus, let your spirit, Lord God, have his way. Oh, Lord God, in this place, we thank you. Lord God, we'll continue to give your name and praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Bless you, Lord God. Now, while you take your seats and those of you that are listening in your respective places, don't stop calling up on the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, you need to invoke the presence of the Lord in your life this morning. I'm telling you that you need to stir up the spirit of the Lord within you. This is a time to set aside everything. The children, make them sit down. Make them be quiet. Make your own thoughts uh, be quiet so that you can hear what God is saying. Uh, listen, don't think you got a handle on this. Uh, because if you did, you oh my God, situations would be different. And so we need to invoke the presence of the Lord. You need to invoke the presence of the Lord wherever you are. And again, we want to thank God for you that are listening. I want you to know we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Our Sunday morning worship, as it has already begun, begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. Monday and Fridays. I want you to join in on the prayer line, which begins at 5.30 a.m., that is specific time, uh, and uh, if you need prayer, whatever the concern is, uh, get on the prayer line. The number is 646-769-9900. I'll repeat that again. It is 646-769-9900, and the access code is 474-524. The access code is 474-524-POUND. That's for prayer on Monday at 5.30 and Fridays at 5.30. I want you to know we're in a warfare. This is a spiritual warfare. We don't have to tell that to God. He knows it. But I need you to know it, and I need you to understand that when you pray, that you are fighting against uh, uh, your flesh. You are fighting against demon powers and things that would try to cause you to be lost. And God said, I would that, that uh, no one would perish. If you miss any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on demand to access the message archive. Listen, as we go, before we go into the word of God, and my spirit is very much stirred this morning, and I, I pray and hope that you uh, are too. Uh, we are living in in the word of the Lord. That's the way I'm going to put it. We are living in the word of the Lord. And so I want to remind everyone that the Lord has your back. That's not the message today, but I want to remind you that uh, because the Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, 16, 17, behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals and the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon 
that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every time that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And that's only if you live in holy unto the Lord. That's not a, a scripture. That's for it. That's not a promise. That's not a covenant for everyone. That is only to God's elect. That is only for those that are living according to the principles of the kingdom of heaven. He said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, said the Lord. So see, it's written right there in the scripture. Now, in the beginning of the year, I rehearsed and, and I want to rehearse in your hearing again. Do not believe the hype. Don't not believe the hype. Don't believe everything that you're hearing that, that they're telling you on social media and the news and different things. Yes, you need information, but you also need to know how to uh, uh, shift through that and understand what is actually being said because they're just scratching the surface and telling you things that you might think that they think that will help control. But I want you not to believe the hype. Don't believe it. People are, are yet getting vaccinated. Vaccines are being given out and they're still contracting the disease and dying. The doctors, you and the nation need to remember that our health comes from the Lord. Uh, you better know where your help come from and, sal and that salvation is in the name of Jesus. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against science. I'm, I understand those things and uh, to whatever limit that I understand them at. However, I know that they are practicing or they're licensed. They, they have been licensed to practice. God doesn't practice. He has the facts. He knows exactly what he's going to do. The Bible said that there were, that John said, I saw a lamb that had been slain before the foundation of the world. So even before sin broke out, uh, there was already a sacrifice that had been made. Uh, and so we need to understand that. We need to remember that. I want to re uh, let you know, if you're looking for a, a church home, if you're in the Pomona area or near, uh, that means L.A. County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County. You know, uh, ministry and growth. I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and certainly let God be God. Allow Him to be God. That's what we're looking for. We're looking, He's sovereign, and we're not taking His sovereignty away from Him. We are taking the year with purpose, and I hope you are too. Uh, Cornerstone is, is consecrating unto the Lord. We're sacrificing and, and seeking the Lord for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And everyone is asked to study the book of Proverbs during the consecration, which ends on February 28th. And on that day, if the Lord say the same, we have someone that will be ministering the word of God. And so we thank God for, uh, for that soul and what God is doing in their life. And you will be blessed. You will be blessed on, on that day. But most of you'll be blessed for your obedience, for consecrating and seeking God with your whole heart. You know, that's a subject and something that we don't talk about too much. And uh, we uh, not at least I don't hear a lot of people talking about it too much, but we must serve the Lord with our whole heart. We're going to go into the word of God. And that is Second Samuel, uh, the sixth chapter. Uh, but before we go there, let's let's just listen. Praise God just a little bit more. Let's worship the Lord a little more. I believe that we have not. We need to do that today. I believe strongly in my spirit that there's something on the horizon. I believe that God is getting us ready. And whatever he's getting us ready for, we will be ready if we follow what God is saying. 
And so with that being said, uh, let's, let's seek the Lord. Let's seek him. Hallelujah. 
Jesus is worthy to be praised. I'm going to teach one day on the importance of attention. And there is a reason for that because so many uh, go into the house of God and uh, so many are, you know, we need to know how to salute the Lord. When the commander in chief arrives, when the I think you know where I'm going with that, but if you don't, but uh, but we need to make sure that we honor God and honor Him in such a way that that it it invokes, it stirs Him up, it pushes Him, and He will uh, to move immediately, instantly into situations. And so we'll talk about that at another time, but certainly. He is worthy to be praised. And so uh, we're going to go into the word of God. Um, and that is 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, beginning at the second verse. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, uh, again, David gathered together all the children of men, uh, all the children, all the chosen men, I'm sorry. Uh, again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God up on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abnatha, which is in Gabeah, and Uzzah, and Ahil, the son of Abinah drove the new cart and they brought out of the house of Abda, which was at Gabeah, accompanying the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even of harps and of psalteries and timbrels and on the cornets and on the cymbals. And so in all the ark, and the ark of the Lord continued in the house. I'm, I'm dropping down to the 11th verse. The ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obadim, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obadim and all his household. And it was told King David, saying, The Lord hath blessed the house of Obadim and all that pertain unto him, because the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obadim into the city of David with gladness. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting 
and with the sound of the trumpet. When was the last time you shouted unto the Lord? A shout is not, I'm not talking about dancing because there is a difference that is dance is dance and shout is shout. Uh, one is demonstrative, the other is audible. When was the last time that you danced before the Lord? That you just got your groove on with him? You know, uh, you don't have to uh, be Holy Ghost filled to express happiness. Happiness is something that is down on the inside and it is shown on the outside. And uh, shouting, you know, we lift our voice and shout in disagreement. We lift our voice and make sure that the person know that we're angry. But what about lifting your voice with a shout of joy? A shout unto the Lord. And so uh, I want to take a subject, uh, and that is put it back. From the scriptures we've read, I want to tell you, put it back. Put it back. You ought to tell yourself, put it back. The first ten, the first ten chapters of Second Samuel. Now, let me, let me tell you something about church. Let me remind some of you that it is not a spectacle sport; it is something you participate in. And so, um, your voice, your mouth, what you say, and what you do not do, and uh, also dictates what you're going to receive as well. And so, I need you to be mindful of that. Uh, devil, you're a liar. Blood of Jesus is against you. The first 10 chapters of 2 Samuel deals with the political and spiritual and warfare of the king and prophet David. In this life, you're going to deal with political issues impacting your livelihood. You're going to be engaged in warfare and need to fight a good fight to save your soul. Uh, God is not going to do what he has told you to do. Uh, let me say that again. God is, has already completed what he said he was going to do. We're just waiting for the redemption of our bodies. We're just waiting to, for, as a matter of fact, the whole earth and creation is groaning, waiting for the redemption of our body. Lord, when are you going to change them? Lord, when are, and, and even we ask the same question, Lord, when are you going to change us? When are you going to catch us up out of here in the moment in the twinkling of an eye? Uh, even though that none of us have ever experienced it and none of us don't know what it's like on the other side. Uh, but if we stay in tune with the spirit of God, uh, I know that you'll be at peace. I know that whenever the Lord calls your name, uh, that you're going to hear his voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. That is provided you sell out to him. Bless your Lord God, I feel the Holy Ghost. That is provided that you sell out to him. Many have not sold out to the Lord. They go through the motion. Uh, they say that I have, but when it comes down to being uh, uh, dedicated and consecrated unto the Lord, they have not sold out. In other words, we have too many excuses as to why we don't serve the Lord wholeheartedly. We have too many excuses why we don't, uh, when the church doors is open, why we're not there. Uh, we have too many excuses as why we're not doing, uh, working the work that God has given us to work. 
we have too many excuses as to what and what we will accept and what we will not accept uh, when it comes down to the saving of our soul. And so uh, God is not going to do what he has told you to do. The Bible tells us in John, this, this 19th chapter at about the 28th verse. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were accomplished. And see, there's things that have been accomplished already that the scripture might be fulfilled. Uh, and so he said, I thirst. Now there was a vessel of a vinegar that was given to him and they filled a sponge with vinegar and they put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. They wanted to dry. He said, I'm thirsty. And what they were giving him was just going to dry him up. And so when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, uh, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So see, everything, all things have been accomplished and it is finished as far as the work of salvation. Now, what needs to be done is you. Uh, you have to present your body a living sacrifice. It is you that must make it holy and acceptable unto the Lord because it is the reasonable service. And so you're responsible to show obedience or not. You know, it falls in your hands. And I want to encourage you to make the right decision. The Bible says that one day King David had to make a choice. After the death of Saul and Jonathan, David was anointed king of Judah. And we, you know, from Bible study uh, on Tuesday night that Judah mean praise. Remember, God was upset with the uh, with the um, with Seir because Seir went against Judah. They went against his praise. And so uh, Judah uh, means praise or thanksgiving. Uh, God blessed David and he grew in strength and he became more, as he became more confident, uh -huh, uh, David himself had to become more confident in the calling in which God had uh, provided for him. And he was encouraged where he stood in the time uh, and became king of Israel as well. But there was something that was missing. There's something missing in the lives of many people this morning. There's something missing in the lives of, of those of some that are listening to me right now. Uh, but I, I want to uh, stir that up and, and so that it's not missing any longer. Uh, the Bible says, again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, uh, 30,000. And so he met with all the children, all the chosen men of Israel. He met with the fathers. He met with the sons. Uh, the head of the house, uh, he met with the elders to present a major concern. Uh, I'm committing a major concern to you this morning and to make them aware that something was missing and we need to get it back. Uh, there's something missing from the life, from your life, and you need to get it back. Uh, if you have ever lost something by choice or maybe somebody stole it or it was misplaced, after a while, you begin to think of it. You begin to reminisce about it and even long for it. You need to get it back. Uh, King David was thinking about what was missing in his life. He was reminiscing and he was longing for it. And he was in his spirit. He must have been saying, I've got to get it back. And so the Bible says, and David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. Uh, the spirit of the Lord dwells and his name was there. 
and it was missing because the ark was not there. And so the Bible said, uh, or lets us know that David didn't just think about the ark of God. Uh, he didn't just talk about it. You know, many think about, you know, even right now, uh, hearing the sermon that they'll think about it. Uh, but uh, will you take action? Uh, they'll talk about it. Uh, but are you going to be about it? David, uh, he thought about it and he talked about it. And now he is being about it. Uh, how about you? Oh, uh, my God. When the message is over, when the, when the church doors are closed and you're on your way, will you just think about it or will you be about it? Um, are you going to let anything persuade you? You know, we'll allow anything, just any little thing to, to all of a sudden derail us from the path that we're on with God. And you've got to bind that spirit. Uh, that's why it's so important to seek God with your whole heart. Uh, you can't allow any little thing to just derail you and get you off track from seeking the Lord. And, and so uh, it lets us know that uh, Baal Judah, it, it, it has two meanings here. First of all, uh, it means Lord uh, or Lords of Judah or citizens of Judah or uh, Judah meaning praise. So citizens of praise. And so David got up and went with all the people that were with him. He went with the lords of praise. He went with the citizens of praise to pick up what was missing. Uh, he went to pick up the ark of God, uh, or some may refer to it as the ark of the covenant or the ark of the Lord. Uh, you see, it wasn't just a wooden box. It wasn't just a box that was overlaid with gold. But the presence of the Lord rested upon the wings of the two cherubims. The ark was a physical presence of, uh, of God because his spirit rested upon the mercy seat. The Bible tells us in Exodus 25 and 22. And there I will meet thee and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat uh, from between the two cherubims which are between the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in the commandment unto the children of Israel. Let me say that again. Bless you, Lord God. I hear your spirit. I hear you, Lord. Mighty God. And there I will meet thee, I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. Oh my God, I think I'm going to have to stop here and, and, and talk about this for a moment. Uh, see, uh, because when we're in Exodus, we're reading from Exodus talking about the Ark of the Covenant, uh, which means that God is speaking to Moses. And, and so he says that, and that I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. When, when we talk about the Ark of the Covenant, I'm going to meet you and I'm going to I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to commune with you. We're going to have conversation and I'm going to be sitting up on the mercy seat uh, that is that is there between the two cherubims. Their wings are stretched across the top of the Ark of the Covenant uh, and, and of the Ark of the Testimony of all things. I'm going to commune with you and I'm going to talk to you about all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. In other words, the Ark of the Covenant is a representation of the presence of God 
and his communion and his talking to you, his communication and what you need to hear. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Whereas we do not have a ark. I'm just going to go ahead and drop this and then I'm going to move on. We do not have the physical, a physical box uh, overlaid with gold with uh with seraphims on top of it whereas and the mercy seat of god and him communing but what you do have is the individual in which god communes with that stands in his presence that eats of his mouth uh that receives the law from his lips malachi 2 and uh, malachi 3 uh, that receives the word of God and then gives that commandment unto you, the church, the children of Israel, uh, the house of God, the elect of God, the saints of God, uh, that, that passes on the information to God's people. Somebody is going to get that. Oh, bless you, Lord God. And, and so David realized. Mm, uh, let me let me just uh, some, some, maybe you didn't get it, but let me just tell it to you like this. When you're outside of the presence of the ark, when you're outside the presence of the pastor, oh, then how are you getting fed? How are you getting the communion that the testimony or the words in which God has given unto you? Bless your name, Jesus. David realized he needed to pick it up and put it back. Maybe it's been on your mind that you need to pick it up and put it back. And they said, they, they set the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of God, upon a new car. And they brought it out of the house of Abdenah. Uh, and uh, his son was with him and they drove a new car. And as they brought it out, uh, see, they put it up on a new cart. I wasn't gonna, uh, wasn't gonna mess with this, but listen. Uh, uh, they put it up on a new cart. In other words, when they went back to get it, they didn't place it in the same old, same old. Uh, some of us act like we're doing God a favor. We just go, uh, we we come to service and we just gonna offer Him the same old, same old. Uh, but listen, you need to present a new cart. And so they went and they placed it up on a new cart. They didn't show up with the same old attitude that this is the way we've always done it. And this is how we're going to do it today. And, you know, I did it this way in 1970, 1980, 1990 and 2000. Uh, you know, this is the way I did it. My mama did it that way. My dad, you know, listen here, uh, you need to present a new attitude. And so they didn't act like they were doing God a favor, but they presented a new attitude, an attitude of gratitude. They presented an attitude of thanksgiving. An attitude of appreciation. How about you this morning? Are you presenting an attitude of appreciation unto God? Are you presenting a, a, a mindset that, Lord, uh, this is a new day. This is a day that you've made, and, and I'm here to give you something brand new. I'm here to give you something, some more of what I gave you yesterday because I was so grateful about yesterday that I, I'm even more grateful for today. And so I'm giving you something brand new here. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Are you giving God something new or are you just giving him the same? Uh, sometime, oh, you need, let, let me put it this way. We come to the house of God sometime and we just, we just give God such a dry praise. You better throw some milk on it. You better put some, some almond milk. You better put some regular milk, some fat free. But you better do something besides give God a dry praise. They brought a new cart. They brought a new attitude. They brought something into the service to serve God, and we need to do the same. He needs us, but we need him much more. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, 
even on harps and all psaltery and uh, timbrels and on clarinets and on cymbals. The people of Baal Judah, the, the lords of praise, the citizens of thanksgiving, uh, they played all manner of instrument. Whatever instrument you used to play, you should bring it to church. Whatever instrument that you play, you ought to bring it with you into the service of the Lord and jam on it. Uh, the Bible said, "When the day that I, in the year that I saw that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, and He was high and lifted up. His train filled the temple, and, and, and there was a praise that was going on that everybody, the whole house, was jamming. Everybody had the groove going on in the presence of the Lord. Uh, what about you today? Uh, are you singing in the presence of the Lord? Are you dancing in the presence of the Lord? Uh, if you're not, you need to pick it up and put it back. You need to pick up the praise and you need to put it back." You need to pick up the worship and put it back. You need to pick up the prayer and put it back. Are you with me, church? You need to pick it up and put it back. You need to open your mouth up. If you shut your mouth and don't and, and refuse to give God a praise, you need to check out what's wrong. Uh, you got a wrong attitude when you don't praise God. You got a bad attitude when you won't worship God. You got a bad attitude when you won't give in and give unto the Lord, when you won't yield yourself, when you won't dance in his presence. I'm not talking about dancing like the person next to you. I'm just saying get up and move. You ought to do something unto God. You ought to show God demonstrative, Lord, I appreciate you. You ought to show God with your attitude, I appreciate you. Oh, Lord, God bless your name, Jesus. You ought to give him a praise. But something happened along the way that, that as they went, the cart became a, a, something happened and the wheel was coming off. And, and the young man reached out and tried to touch uh, the catch it. He thought he was doing a service. But listen, when you're in the service of God, he knows how to take care of everything. Sometimes we get in the way of things. This young man got in the way of what could have been a very miraculous moment. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was up on the cart. And it started to malfunction. And as it began to fall, if this young man wouldn't have gotten away, uh, we don't know if God would have caused it to levitate until they put the wheel back on. But he got in the way. Uh, when you get in the way, you don't know what God would have done because you got in the way. And so get out the way and let God be God. Get out the way and let God do what he wants to do. Get out the way. Uh, bless your Lord God and stay in your place. And give God praise. And so the ark of the Lord was, uh, they moved it down to Obadim house because they was afraid. And the Bible said that they came and they told King David that the ark of the covenant is at Obadim house. And, and three months have gone by. And we notice that things are not the same. Bless your Lord. Things are different at Obadim's house. Uh, Obadim didn't have a full, uh, that, this is me saying that the Bible doesn't describe this, but, but I just want to paint a picture for you. Uh, the Bible said that Obadim and all his house was blessed in such a way. In other words, just imagine in your mind for a moment uh, that Obadiah may have been a farmer and, and, and all his crop wasn't growing right. You know, maybe there was some insects that was eating up some of the crop, but now the crop is strong and green and there's no insects to be found. Uh, maybe his water wells that he had dug uh, was not producing enough water and all of a sudden they became filled. Uh, maybe his calves and what he was feeding them, uh, you know, all of a sudden they became fatter and looked at more fair and more healthier than all the other calves that was around him. Bless your Lord God, because the Ark of the Covenant 
what's in his house because the praise of God, the testimony of God, the judgment seat of God was in his house. I can't imagine that because it was there. That over them, that uh, he must, he had to realize that this is the power of God uh, that's on my land. And so uh, the whole house and everybody was in order. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Not saying that they were out of order before, but, but, but you know, when you know and you feel the presence of God, Oh, bless you, Lord God. It'll make you straighten up a little more. It'll make you stand a little taller. It'll make you act right. It'll make you think right. It'll make you talk right. It'll make you walk right. It'll make you do what's right. Over them, uh, house was blessed. And so King David found out uh, that the Lord uh, had blessed the house of over them and all that pertained to him because the ark of the covenant of God was there. So David, uh, 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 feeling a little jealous, David was stirred in his spirit about what he was missing out on. And so David went and brought up the ark of the covenant from the house of God. Oh, my God. And uh, from the house of Obadiah uh, and brought it into the city of, of David with gladness. He brought it back to Judah. He brought it back where there was praise. He brought it back where there was thanksgiving. He brought it back where there was an attitude of gratitude. He brought it back to where people uh, with gladness, bless you, Lord God. You ought to enter the house of God with gladness. You ought to enter into praise with gladness. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Are you with me, church? You, you are to enter into God's presence Hallelujah. with gladness in your heart. Oh, my God. I despise having to tell people, come on, praise the Lord. I really don't like trying to encourage everybody to open their mouth up and give God some praise. Because I believe that God has been so good to us. And he's been so mighty to us that we ought to just want to give him a praise. We should be having our heart that I can't wait to get to church to give God some praise. I can't wait this Sunday to give God some praise. Yeah, I'm praising a Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But it's something about when we all come together. What a day of rejoicing it will be. Oh, bless you, Lord God. I can't wait to give God praise. And so the Bible said that David danced before the Lord with all his might. He began to magnify God. The king began to bless him. The one that was in charge, the leader began to bless him. Bless you, Lord God. It don't make sense uh, for me as a pastor to turn around and to tell everybody to come on, give God praise, and I'm not praising him. That's why I get to the church early, so I could get down on my knees and seek the Lord by myself. That's why I try to get here early. Uh, it's not just a try, because I'm here all the time early. And so I, I, I pressed to get here early so that I could give God praise, so I could be in the presence of God, so I could get the word of God, so I can hear what God has to say and, uh, and to give God praise. Nobody has to be here to give him praise. But when we all come together, oh, we all become united. We all become of one voice to give God praise. I believe the Bible says that David, that David danced before the Lord. But I can just imagine in my mind that there was somebody else mm, that was giving God praise to. There was somebody else. Somebody, I, I love when the children look at the, the, the older folks, you know, the children, you know, look at what's going on. And after a while, they begin to mirror them. 
They begin to act like deacon so-and-so. They begin to act like brother so-and-so. They begin to dance like mother so-and-so. They begin to praise God just like they saw them do. Somebody saw King David giving God some praise. And so they begin to give God praise as well. My God, that's why we don't have to tell folks mm, and make folks. Because if you have any common sense, if you have any spiritual rationality, if you have any spiritual judgment, when you see the praise going forth, you ought to want to be part of it. You ought to get involved in it. Bless your Lord God. So every leader ought to be giving God praise, magnifying the Lord with a whole heart, just like the king did. Oh, bless your Lord God. And so the Bible says that David, and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. They brought it up with gladness. They brought it up with a mighty praise. They brought it up to let God know we putting it back. You've been too long away from us, but we're going to put it back where it belongs. Oh, bless you, Lord God. Make sure that you put it back today. Make sure you put back the responsibility. Make sure you put back your presence, your covenant. Make sure you put back your prayer, your praise. Make sure you put back the presence of God in your home, the presence of God on the job, the presence of God in the car, the presence of God wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Put them back. Put it back. Put it back and be blessed because you're not going to be blessed if you don't put it back. So put it back and be blessed. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Mighty God, we owe God a praise. We owe God a praise. Mighty God, we owe him a praise. Bless your name, Jesus. We owe him. We owe him. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. How the Bible said he's looking. He's looking. How long was God, uh, how long was the Ark of the Covenant not in its place? Bless your Lord. You ought to miss it. You ought to miss it. Oh, bless you, Jesus. You ought to miss it. My God, put it back. Put it back. Tell yourself, put it back and do just that. Remind yourself, I'm not blessed without it. You can't be blessed. You won't be blessed. Without it. Thank you, Lord. Listen, I said I'll be back. I'm going to talk more about standing to attention and giving God the praise he deserves. Listen, we're not doing we're not doing things not here at Cornerstone. We're not doing things like we did the year and the year before. That might have been good for that time, but God has much more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Mighty God, he has much more. So don't get offended when I tell you to stop what you're doing and give God some praise. Don't get offended when I tell you to shut, tell your baby to sit down, teach your children how to, how, to, how to respect the house of God and give God praise. Don't, don't, don't be upset because, when, because, see, what happens is that we come into the house of God and we get distracted because all of a sudden we start doing things that we should have did before we got here. We start doing things, we sit down, and now all of a sudden we got to, uh, you know, all of a sudden we become very, 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 very uh, studious, and we, we, we doing all kind of stuff, and we fumbling with everything. When it's time to give God our undivided attention, 
our undivided attention. Our undivided attention. Now listen, there's a blessing. There's a blessing in giving God undivided attention. Because it is when at that time, when you give God the undivided attention, that his spirit then moves in a way. The Bible tells us that when Peter was preaching uh, and exhorting the word of God in the house of Cornelius, as they gave the attention to what was being said, they received the Holy Ghost. Those that are Holy Ghost filled, you need to be filled again. God doesn't stop because he filled you one time. And certainly we know that the spirit of the Lord should be moving. He's not just going to move when you're in your car by yourself and at home. He's going to move in the service and let everybody know and be a witness for you that he is with you. When Paul and Barnabas was out ministering, now I'm closing. When Paul and Barnabas was out ministering, Paul perceived that the man was able to be healed, had faith to be healed. And that man that had never walked, born from the womb, lame, received his healing that day because the Bible said that he was focused. He would have, was giving Paul his undivided attention. His attention was so, was not, now when I say undivided attention, it means you're listening, but yet there's something going on on the inside of you that is going to bless you as well. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to stop with that. But, but with that being said, uh, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you for your power and your might, Lord. Lord Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, as we go into worship. Because see, we're not in this service right now. We need to seek God. Thank you, Lord God. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. There's something. Yes, Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. Aha! Glory! Bless you, Lord God. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. We need to seek him. We need to seek him. Thank you, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your word this morning. Lord, for stirring up our hearts. Lord, and we pray and ask that you would bless each one that is that is hearing the word live, that those that will be listening later. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless them. Lord God, bless each one that is under the sound of my voice right now. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless this, your people, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, those that are sick, those that are bereaved, Lord God, we ask that you would comfort them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, our prayer is that something has been said which is going to encourage your heart as we worship unto the Lord. You know, if you've not dedicated your life unto the Lord, you need to rededicate your life. This is a day to do that. The Bible tells us in Acts 2 and 36 and 38, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. They were convicted and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He reminds them in the third chapter as well. 
Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out in the time of refreshing of the presence of the Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Share the gospel with someone else. Tell them to type in SML inside the pages. We can be heard on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon. You know, I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed. Remember, Monday prayer at 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Friday, uh, 5.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, that number is 646-769-9900-474-524 pounds. Songs of our songstress and those featured are respected property of the artists and the producers. Be blessed. We're going to seek the Lord a little more. The line is still open as this plays out, but I want you to seek God. Seek Him with us right now in the name of Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Bless your Lord. It's the time to seek Him. It's the time to seek the Lord. Bless your Lord God. Don't hold back. This is the time that you honor the Lord with your presence. You honor him. This is the time to pull down every trunk. Pull down those things. Too many things are, are, are being allowed to interfere in our lives. Bless your Lord God.
Thank you, Jesus. If it's a strain and you can't do it, oh, bless you, Lord God. If it's a strain and God can't have this way, then there's too many strongholds. There's too many things on your mind. There's too many things in your spirit that's blocking God out, that's preventing him. Bless you, Lord God. You got to let those things go. You have to let them go. You have to willingly let them go. Bless you, Lord God. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Bless your Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.